0: Welcome to the Winner Winner podcast, a Player Unknowns Battlegrounds podcast. I'm one of your hosts,
1: Robin. And I'm the other one, Arjuna.
0: All right. Big, juicy show today. We finally had a week to fully digest the patch 12 update for PC and just been gobbling that up. There's so much to kind of get acquainted with. And so this episode, we're going to talk a lot about the new stuff. Um, particularly, we have our weapon highlight focusing on the SLR. We're going to talk about how the grips have changed for the second time in this <laughs> patch. And also, we're going to discuss what we're witnessing with the weapon balancing and how that's kind of changed the, the gunscape out there. So Gunscape.
1: Good word. Gun- <laughs> I like it. <laughs> uh, I paint gunscapes. I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm still digesting this patch myself. It's like a big old hamburger I haven't quite finished yet. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I think it's really awesome. I'm really liking the direction things are headed in. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to continue to work on it, but it seems like maybe they've made the biggest changes from this patch mm-hmm. and now they're just ironing things out a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I definitely still want to play with the weapons and figure out what my new favorites are, but yeah. I feel like we've seen enough to kind of draw some some general conclusions from what yeah. we're seeing, so.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Cool all right well before we dive into all that let's just answer a sweet patreon question of the week okay so this is daniel yes our swedish friend and he said how do you guys
0: like to approach the circle do you guys like to hug the edges all game and use it as a wall or do you guys go more central to have a better position for the next circle I often think outer circle is initially more safe, but it often is more rewarding going for the middle part of the circle. What do you guys think? Do you have a line that you follow, or do you treat each game differently? Okay, so Hmm. what are your initial thoughts on this, Arjuna?
1: Yeah, good question, Daniel. You know what's funny about this? I used to think a lot more about the circle than Mm. I do now. and. I guess what I mean by that is it's not like I ignore it okay Mm. I'm always thinking about it and I actually think I feel like I'm usually the person on my squad being like guys we need to go guys we need to go Mm, I can attest to that yep yep so and (laughs) I just invariably find that my squad mates don't in my opinion pay enough attention to it Mm -hmm. and end up dying a lot
0: I often do that
1: (laughs) so so I feel vindicated (laughs) You know, in my answer to that, I'm I'm even revealing that um, there are differences between playing solo and playing in squads. I used to try to get fancy, basically. Mm-hmm. I used to try to look at the circles and think like, oh, I'm going to hang out here and catch them there. And then I'm going to move in and I'm, then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And I think that I was overthinking it and not thinking enough about more important stuff. And I think more important stuff is having a tactical position, is being well set up for the next circle, mm-hmm. is things like paying attention to where you heard shots and mm-hmm. positioning yourself accordingly with that. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at the map and figuring out, like, where, where am I going to have to be? And, you know, where is a good place to be in that? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of my governing principle now, whereas in the past, I tried to game it a bit more by being like...
0: Okay. So you would try to predict maybe where people would be coming from and how you would cut them off from getting into the circle, you mean?
1: or Yeah, that, okay. that was one thing that I would do. Okay. Or, or another thing I would do is like hang out in the blue near the edge of the circle and plan to cut in. Or I would just like have this mentality like, this game, I'm going to hug the circle, right? Mm-hmm. And I just came to realize, I don't know, where I am with it now is I feel like that is using too many brain cycles on the wrong mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it's easy to get caught up in this mentality of I'm an edge player or I'm a middle player. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's a lot more important to using the circles as a reference to think about tactical placement. Mm -hmm. I just want to communicate the broader mindset going into it.
0: So when you say tactical, you usually mean you want, say, to have like high ground would be an example, or to get to a, a safe structure to give you some kind of edge. Yes. Okay, so you're reading the landscape and not necessarily reading, like, migrations of people is kind of what you're doing. Like, you're just looking at what is there on the map and reading the map Yeah. as opposed to, okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense to me. you know, I've definitely had situations, like I had a squad game I was playing lately where we were looting and we were on the edge of the circle and we heard shots out in the blue and we had vehicles... And it just happened to be the best idea to stay where we were and wait for these people to come in. And we picked up some easy kills that way. Mm -hmm. And then we, you know, we looted and hopped in our vehicles and and drove in. So I think that's a good example of using the edge of the circle to your advantage. But I think if we hadn't heard those shots and we'd just hung out there and just been like, let's see who comes in. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that probably would have been a waste of time. I think that a lot of people try to do this where they try to, like, control one side of the circle and hold the edge mm-hmm. and try to catch anyone who might be coming in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And some, you know, sometimes you get lucky and someone comes in. I think a lot of people waste their time and end up poorly positioned in the next circle when they do that. Right. So I just, I guess maybe what I'm trying to say is I feel like, you know, the things that you do in this game you should do for a reason. Mm-hmm. And someone might come here, I don't think is a very good reason. I also think another bad reason is someone might be there. So like if you look at a good structure in the next circle and you're like, ooh, I really want to go there, but someone might be there. That doesn't cut the mustard for me. I feel like it's it's usually like 50-50 whether someone will or won't be there. Mm-hmm. So I try to base my thoughts more on like where's the best place to be and then maybe assuming that someone else might have reached that same conclusion, being ready for a fight when I get there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I rambled a lot. What do you think, Robin?
0: (laughs) I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) When I first heard this question, I had differing thoughts about it, and I thought that what I've been doing lately is going more for the center of the circle, but I thought about it a little more, and I actually have a pretty consistent strategy lately Mm. when I'm in a try-hard mood. And pretty much the first thing I do when I get into a game is I assess the flight path relative to the center of the map. And so I look for any sign that the flight path is off-center. And then whichever part is the more desolate part away from the flight path, I always go there. And I always go as far into that part to a lootable spot that I can. And then what I do from that point is I think of the circle in terms of the part of the circle that faces the flight path and then the part of the circle that's away from it. Mm. And so I for these purposes, I'm going to call the far side the either the dark side or the quiet side of the circle. We'll say quiet or desolate because most people are not going to go to that far side. Some mm. people will, and some people always do, but mm. the, the minority of people. And so I've been going to the far side of the circle as soon as it's visible. And then gradually, like every, every time it moves, I position myself kind of between the middle and the edge of the white circle. So I'm never in the blue zone if I don't have to be.
2: Mm.
0: And I'm always close to the next one when it appears because I'm not hanging out way on the edge, but I'm in between the middle and the edge.
2: Mm.
0: So middle is high risk. Between middle and edge on the dark side is like the most avoidant you can be almost, aside from being on the far edge of the the quiet side.
2: Mm.
0: So yeah, that's kind of what I've been falling to lately. And I find that I have a lot of games where I I rank high doing that. Even if I'll get maybe a couple kills on average, when I make it that far, not a ton of kills. And then at the end, of course, if you get a dinner, you're going to get a couple more in there. But um, yeah, that's hmm. my my thing. It's funny actually, because Daniel asked that, and the last time I got a chicken dinner was with him, and we used that strategy.
1: Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, so if I'm interpreting this correctly, your strategy was basically hanging out in the places where people were least likely to be at all times. Is that right?
2: It, and
0: and by least likely, I mean the furthest, the part of the circle that's furthest from where the plane, the flight path was. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're you're kind of always hugging that side of of wherever the circle is, yep. yeah, that's that's a compelling strategy for mm-hmm. sure. I think I just I've said this before, and I'll say this again, is that i I would just want to debunk the commonly held belief that playing the edge of the circle is safer and playing the middle of the circle is less safe. Mm-hmm. I think it's very situational, right. I think. What your answer highlighted to me was that if you're, if you're maintaining a high awareness of kind of the matter of the current map you're in mm-hmm. and the current, you know, where people fell this particular game, then you can definitely make decisions that keep you in unoccupied parts of the map. Right. So I definitely agree with that. But I think there's this general assumption that people have that if they're hugging the edge of the circle, right. it's...
0: Which I'm not advocating for. Totally. Yeah. 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 And I think it's it's safer. It would actually be safer to hug the edge of the circle on the quiet side because usually there aren't people past that. Yeah. But you definitely don't want to ha- hug the edge of the circle on the populated or loud side where the flight path was. And right. And this, this only really works when the flight path and the circles don't line up, mm. um, mm-hmm. which is not every time. Sometimes the circle will land right on the flight path and then – you just have to make choices that are harder. <laughs> and yeah, the, you know it's harder to make those choices for me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So well, this is the kind of topic that we could spend multiple episodes talking about. So that's that's your hot take for this week, Daniel. Thanks for asking that question. All right, Robin. So why don't we move on to some current events in PUBG?
0: All right. Yeah. Today, actually, as we speak, the next edition of Sanhook Sanhook
1: <laughs> Sanhook Sanuk?
0: God, how are we going to say
1: this? Dude, I when I saw that word, the first thing I thought was like, fuck, I'm going to have to say this for months yeah. on our freaking podcast. Asian friends, please tell us <laughs> how I'm to just, say
2: this word. Dude, Since
1: it's a hodgepodge of Asian
0: languages, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure if anyone could help us.
1: <laughs> it kind of, to be honest, dude, I don't know if this is like my politically correct flag in in reactive mode Uh uh-huh but it it almost seems like an inappropriate name to me oh really yeah it just it seems a little like almost like a little bit racist like um we found this one like Asian word that means this one thing, and then we found another Asian word that means another thing, and then we mixed them together, and we made this like ultimate Asian word that I means think, fun.
0: I think if the developers were predominantly white dudes in like Silicon Valley, I would feel that way, but I, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't get the impression that that's the case. So. I guess
1: you have a point. Yeah, you know, like if the like if the Korean development team signed off on it, then maybe it's all right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but it just like like I don't know it, it tickled the the hairs on the back of my neck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. anyway.
0: So, Sanhok. 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 I'm going right. to I I hate pronouncing that h for San-Hawk. some reason, but Yeah. I think we need to. All right, so Sanhok, formerly known as Savage, uh is back. They just launched it 90 minutes before we started recording this, and it looks like they added a couple of new locations, right?
1: Yeah. They did. They they changed a lot of stuff. They added some new locations. They renamed most, mm-hmm. if not all of it. They've taken a new crack at it, basically. There's mm-hmm. a cave in it.
0: Right. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome.
0: Have you dropped there yet? I know you played it for a few minutes.
1: Yeah, I, I jumped in and just kind of tooled around a little bit. Uh, I threw some apples. That was fun.
0: Oh, tell me about the apples.
1: They're, they're like grenades.
0: What do they do when they hit stuff?
1: They just... Kind of hit it and bounce or roll or whatever and, oh, okay. and chill. No you can't like, pick them up.
0: Splattering. Yeah,
1: they don't splatter. No. Okay. And as far as I can tell, you don't register it if you get hit by one
0: at all. Like no. Like.
1: Puch. One okay. funny thing about them is if you're holding the apple and you you pull the pin like you would on a grenade, it still makes the pulling the pin. No sound, way. Which is funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah, how you like them <laughs> apples? Here it goes. Yeah, <laughs> Here go yep, the apple pads. All yep. right. They've 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 got the same weapon balance going on that they just applied in our live servers. Great. They've adjusted the item spawn balance for Sandhawk. hmm I was worried when they said that that they implied it was going to return to, like, a more normal balance. But my anecdotal experience playing just a few rounds before this show is that, no, there's still a shitload of assault rifles.
0: Dude, I thought they said they were going to boost that from the last iteration. They
1: said that they slightly decreased the spawn ratio for the M4, uh, but they increased the spawn ratio for the M16 and the AK.
0: Alright, so let's just, can we jump into the SLR?
1: Yeah, let's do I mean, it.
0: Last time we talked about this a little bit, I had very little mileage with it. That is still the case. <laughs> I still have very little mileage. Yeah. Um, but the, the quick stats of it looks like, you know, it delivers high damage uh, for the DMR class more than the SKS. It takes three shots to get through a level two vest. In fact, I remember, I think the stats on this, it was like three shots across the board for the different vest styles. I could be wrong about that.
1: I mean, a level three vest is gonna take more than three shots, Mm -hmm. yeah. Any way you cut it, it's a strong gun. It's a little bit less strong than a Mark 14, but Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I'm thinking about this weapon is it's kind of like a Mark 14 light in that you can't go full auto with it. But it hits almost as hard, and it's almost as wily to control.
0: Right. And even the bullet speeds are pretty similar. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah,
0: it's just a hair faster.
1: So tell us about that. What are the bullet speeds then?
0: So for the SKS, which is a very similar rifle, that's at about 800 meters per second. Mm. The MK14 is at 853, I believe it was. And then this is at... Uh, 860 about um wacky jackie clocked it at 858 mm. at 100 meters but i at, looking at his curve it would have started right around 100 or 860 okay out of the muzzle so yeah yep so i'm i'm just gonna say 860 for that so it's almost best in class it's definitely mm. best of the seven mil rifles And then some of the 5.56 ARs are faster, and the mini mini is definitely faster at 990.
1: Okay. Yeah, that kind of backs up what a lot of people have been saying, is that this weapon does just feel a little more laser-beamy. It feels a little more accurate. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, combined with that stopping power and the damage, this could be a pretty lethal weapon, I Mm -hmm. think. Now, one thing to note about it is and we've proven this, is that it has a higher recoil than the SKS. What we did, we actually launched up a custom game and we roped in a few fellas and we just jacked up the sniper rifle spawns, and we went looking for SLRs because it was the only way we, we just weren't finding any in the, in the regular game. So we got ourselves three SLRs, and we did we set up and we did some shooting, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But what I did was I, I got an SKS, and I did some like rapid fire up a wall with it and observed the um, recoil pattern, and then I did... The same thing with the SLR. And I noticed that it was a very similar recoil pattern. The mm. way that the weapon bounced around mm-hmm. seemed kind of modeled on the SKS. But I noticed it took me about eight shots to reach the top of the wall that I was using with the SKS. And it took me six shots to reach the mm. top with the SLR. All right. So maybe it's like 25% more wily.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Something like I can that. see that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I watched a Wacky Jackie video on it. We're going to be talking about him a lot.
1: Um, <laughs> Shout out to Wacky we Jackie. Ne- I need to give that guy some money. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to do something for that guy. Yeah,
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at his chart that he had in his SLR video for damage, um, and it looks like three hits in the chest or torso for level one and level two. Mm. And then, yeah, you were right, it bounces up to level four if you have a level three vest, four hits and then it's two hits to the head regardless of helmet level mm. which is interesting
1: yeah that's good to know yeah
0: so only two headshots even on a level 3
1: yeah and i just as a side note i believe that the sks is not a two hit on the level 3 helmet now oh i could be mistaken about that but i feel like that's a thing that would make sense to me i bet yeah. that
0: that the slr can just barely squeak in yeah and get that two hit on a level three so. yeah
1: that's my thought too yeah, yeah.
0: okay so damn powerful gun yeah. i definitely grab it every chance i get and i think i i will always grab it every chance i can get yeah um i don't even know if i would take a car 98 over this gun oh really yeah hmm okay it's just it's so punchy yeah um i'm i'm kind of warming up to the sks a little bit too over this last week i've been using it more
1: really yeah it's still
0: bouncy it's still kind of hard to land those shots but you when you do it's pretty rewarding
1: i you know sks used to be my main squeeze Mm -hmm. and ever since they nerfed it i've just been i've soured on Mm it
0: i think i you know what happens is like i'll i'll equip it and then i'll run into like three potatoes and kill them and i'll be like this gun's awesome (laughs) and then when i use it against people who can aim i'm like this gun sucks (laughs)
1: yeah yeah yeah, we'll have to see where it ends up with the sks i feel like the sks is a little bit like the ak in that it's always been this gun that everyone acknowledges can be powerful in theory yeah Yeah, yeah. but it's (laughs) It's kind of had these, like, wild nerfings and buffings. And mm-hmm. it's it's just a little hard to know where it is on any given day, you mm-hmm. know. But my, my current take as an SKS lover is that it is substantially worse now than it was, like, two weeks ago.
0: Oh, dang. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: But, I mean, I feel like the SLR is now what the SKS was and then some, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's got extra oomph if you can yeah if you can handle it man this weapon is a downer now one thing that's a little bit disappointing about this gun is that you can't one shot someone with a level one helmet with it
0: that is kind of a bummer
1: yeah so i i think that's a missed opportunity myself but i think it's part of controlling the power of this weapon Mm -hmm. is ensuring that you couldn't do that
0: now i bet i don't know what the damage is on a level one helmet with this gun but i bet it's really close yeah
1: yeah it must be put you substantially close to death
0: yeah and so if anyone's been dinged in any way yeah this is definitely going to finish them off yeah um, if they have a level one helmet
1: just one interesting last thing to note about looking at this chart it seems like shooting people in the hands and the feet really does very little damage now Yes, yes. So that's just something to know. I actually never really knew the stats on this before, mm-hmm. but it takes seven SLR shots in the hand or in the foot mm-hmm. to down someone. Mm-hmm. So insane. if if a weapon that packs this much punch takes seven <laughs> shots, you can imagine.
0: Yeah. 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 I wonder what that. Modifier is for the shotgun because I know they boosted mm. it for limbs, but I'm not sure if that included hands and feet. Mm. Yeah, but. that
1: that would be a fun one to mm-hmm. cover in the future. This for is sure. what's
0: happening when you're you're hitting someone who's running across the field and you see blood splats like six times in a <laughs>
1: row. Like, what? Well, how is this guy
0: still alive?
1: Yeah, you're like Just I'm fucking this guy around. up. This six is great. hand shots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: try to tackle the grips next. Yep. They changed them once when the patch was on the test server, and then it seemed like right before they released it, it changed again, Mm -hmm. or even when they released it, which is strange. Mm -hmm. um, Because they were testing different things and what actually was released. (laughs) So, people like Wacky Jackie who study this stuff and try to quantify it for us have had their hands full, because they've had to study it all once and then again like a week later. So... We're gonna look at um, what we've picked up out of his most recent video on both the automatic fire with these grips and also the single tap. And so we're gonna hit auto fire first. I think the easiest way to go about this is to kind of describe each graph as 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 quickly and and succinctly as we can. These are easier to look at than they are to listen to. Mm.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> but we'll try we'll try to describe it real fast, and then give you guys some quick rules on what what to use when. Basically, awesome. All right. So I'm just going to compare everything to no grip uh, as a baseline, mm-hmm. and the angled grip literally is almost identical.
1: It's <laughs> just it really is. I
0: mean i I would I'm hard pressed to really point out a, a good difference here. I think the horizontal recoil is just a hair tighter where yeah. it kind of broadens out as quickly. The horizontal variance broadens out as quickly, but then it doesn't continue to get wider yeah. at a certain point, but it's almost identical.
1: Yeah, and it, it seems a bit more evenly distributed left to right. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that's maybe a good thing to know.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's kind of a bummer. Um, it
1: is. It's that grip's not as good as I thought it was. You know was. what?
0: Actually, I will say this about it. So we're looking at a group of recoils here and the, if you compare the two groups, they look very similar. Mm-hmm. But if you compare the lines and how they behave, the angled grip lines are straighter. Mm, they are. Okay. That's true. And uh, the no grip lines go back and forth, or left and right, more. Yeah. And so there is actually a bit of added consistency, even if it veers a little right and a little left. Um,
1: yeah. So-, so it's kind of like it's still veering to the right or the left over the lifetime of the of the fire Mm -hmm. but bullet to bullet it seems more consistent yeah left to right right so
0: so I take that back yeah if if you're compensating for recoil and pulling down you're gonna naturally notice if it's starting to shift right or left Mm -hmm. over the course of of firing and so I think this actually is useful Mm -hmm. for that um yeah all right vertical grip as was true before still compensates for vertical recoil Looks like the overall compensation, it puts you at about 80% of the mm. vertical movement of what normal is
1: yeah. without a grip. So and that's And the interesting thing about this graph is that it, the horizontal variance between all of the lines is much less than the mm-hmm. horizontal on the angled grip. Right. So it seems like kind of burst to burst, it has a more consistent horizontal profile.
0: Right. And all of them end up either straight above or just a little bit left of where the recoil began. Right. Which is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, this is with the M4, by the way, m 416 16 Right. Uh, thumb grip, it has about the same vertical recoil as no grip, maybe just slightly
1: less. Yeah. And honestly... It's pretty, pretty <laughs> wide horizontal variance, man. It's it not looking good. so much like the
0: no grip one to me.
1: Yeah. it. In fact, or maybe even a little worse.
0: Yeah. I guess yeah. the vertical is a little less. The vertical recoil is just a hair less.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe 5% less.
0: Takeaway on the thumb grip is uh, pick it up for aesthetic reasons. <laughs>
2: this
0: thing is a beautiful grip. Uh, You can pick them up on Amazon for about $85. Um, Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's beautiful. Put it on your gun. You're going to feel more confident, okay? (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to do anything, though. The half grip is the best still.
1: Yeah. It does look the best. Although, comparing it to the vertical grip, they don't look so very different to me.
2: Mm, Yeah. Good point. So
1: so as far as spray patterns go the half grip looks quite similar to the vertical grip mm-hmm.
0: i will yeah. say it looks just slightly tighter on the horizontal spread yeah yeah especially in the first eight bullets or so uh-huh really tight so that's you're just gonna point. have to compensate vertically
1: yeah that's a good point point.
0: and then the hero of them all just kidding is the lightweight grip i'm lying it's not
1: <laughs> yeah if you use full auto dudes just go without the lightweight do grip. not
0: use this grip on full auto
1: yeah please it's it actually yeah, so it actually seems to be adding about twenty percent vertical recoil over no grip.
0: Yes. And it also horizontal recoil. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. So definitely just don't use this on an automatic weapon. Yeah.
1: This grip sucks.
0: And hopefully it's a little bit better for a single tap, but we'll see. So should we just jump into that? Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so wait, wait.
0: Conclusions on automatic fire. Use the half grip. Yeah. And, and
1: vertical grip is pretty good.
0: Vertical grip is great. Yeah. Angled grip is very marginal improvement. Right. Uh, but worth picking up. On to single tap. Mm-hmm. So let's go in the same order we did before. The angled grip, it looks like, has a pretty so-so record here. So the angled grip... It's kind of in the middle. It looks like it's got medium predictability in mm. terms of where the muzzle settles back down after the recoil pattern,
2: mm.
0: and but it has a very high recoil still. Uh, so that the muzzle will bounce up, or your scope will, and then it'll come back down. And it's a little bit more predictable than if you had no grip, I believe. But mm. it's not that predictable. Um, okay, which is a good thing to compare to the vertical foregrip, which totally excels in this class because it has a low recoil and a much more predictable resting place after mm. the recoil's over. And mm. so you can single tap and you don't have to do a lot of horizontal or vertical compensation after that muzzle, muzzle settles back down to hit your target. Mm. Um, now, the muzzle is always going to end up higher than where it was when you shot, no matter what kind of grip you're using. Right. And so if you're trying to hit someone that's just standing there, you're always gonna wanna be dragging down as you single tap fire at them, Yeah. Um, just as a note. So yep. yeah, again, vertical grip, very predictable. It has a tight group of where that muzzle lands after that shot and also a low visual recoil, which means you're gonna be able to watch your target um, more tightly and closely as mm. that
1: recoil is happening. Mm-hmm. All right, lightweight grip? Yes. So the lightweight grip, it, it if I'm reading this right, it seems like the lightweight grip is going to be moving your gun up less per tap, but that it's going to be less predictable. Is that what I'm reading here? Right, right. So it's kind of an
0: interesting one because it appears... To have less recoil because of the, the bounce is less. Yeah. But in terms of where the muzzle settles back down after that, yeah, is very unpredictable. So it's going right. to feel like you have a, a small recoil, but in, in fact, the, the end result is more severe, um, meaning the recoil is more severe than any of the other grips you could put on for a yeah. single tap.
1: <laughs> so that, that might be a little, it might not make that much sense. But it's basically saying that your weapon will travel less, but when it's done traveling, it will end up in a less predictable place. Right. Is kind of how that one turns out.
0: Now, the, I, I'm on the verge of saying the lightweight grip is something you should never pick it's up. It's just
1: terrible. Now, yeah. the,
0: there's one th- reason I hesitate to say that, which is if you have a single shotgun and you're shooting someone at close quarters
2: (laughs) Mm, okay, (laughs) or
0: medium range, Yeah, because the one advantage that this uh, has is that the recoil pattern is quicker. So you don't have to wait for that whole recoil pattern to bounce up and come back down as much. But since it it messes with your accuracy and it has that more severe recoil, they're gonna have to be close where it's not throwing you off target.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I'm
0: trying to think of when we would even run into that,
1: the only one that I can think of is uh, using an SKS up close.
0: Okay, or an SLR. Right? Yeah, but the SLR oh, doesn't, doesn't take, take grips. grips. Yeah. So if you're, <laughs> let's say you're using two SKSs. Yeah. One of them is set up for long range, and you're using your vertical foregrip on that, and then right. you have another one that you're using for close range with a red dot. You'd want to put the lightweight grip on that SKS
1: for the close range setup. Probably. This
0: is the only case where you want
1: this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yep. so there you go like you had grip. a
0: vertical for an extra vertical foregrip you would want to use that instead
1: yes yes <laughs> so i i'm kind of at this point i'm just thinking that the lightweight grip is dead to me
0: i think that is the easiest way to think about it
1: yeah we barely knew you lightweight grip
0: <laughs> <laughs> i really want it to have some like cool niche
1: but i guess i kind of feel that way about like a lot of this where i was just like wait three new grips Mm -hmm. like why did we need three new grips i would have been happy with one new grip Mm -hmm. i would have been happy with them just tweaking the existing grips Mm -hmm. i mean shit you know how many grips do you need yeah a a grip i guess is their answer so
0: yeah i don't know if we said it yet but that we titled this segment too many grips (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) yeah so that, uh, that's an that's opinion, you know? <laughs> <laughs> too many is a subjective statement, right? It's, it's
0: too bad because the two grips we had before generally outperform all of the new ones, except for yeah. the half grip. Yeah,
1: um, I would agree with that. Yeah.
0: All right, thumb grip. Thumb grip is kind of another so-so grip in terms mm-hmm. of single taps. Very similar to the angled grip,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: slightly less visual recoil. And then it's a little bit more predictable, but not as good as the vertical grip. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: The thumb grip seems a little better behaved than the angled grip overall, like just slightly. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Next one, last one, half grip mm. is pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, it looks like it has a high recoil pattern, but a high predictability. So when that muzzle settles back down, it's settling down in a consistent area over where your first shot was. Yeah. And that's a good thing. So you can quickly compensate just drag down a little bit as you're doing that rapid single tap mm. and you're going to be landing shots with this right um very similar to the vertical foregrip except that the visual recoil is quite a bit higher it's
1: substantially this. and it's actually the highest on this weapon of all the weapons right yep. so
0: on this grip yep. yeah
1: so this means that if if you're rapidly single tapping um your weapon's just gonna vertically travel very quickly Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind if you struggle with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's try to rank these.
1: Yeah. Okay. For, so if you
0: have, let's say, you have an SKS, where you're going to be single tapping, or an M4 is another good use case. Yeah. The first choice, God, what would you say is a half? I would say it's the vertical. For I sure. I would say it's the vertical okay. as well. Okay. Yeah. Vertical is number one. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. It's got low visual recoil, tight group. Second place is tricky. I would say. Just for the predictability, the half-grip wins.
1: Mm, I would agree with that.
0: Okay. Even though you're going to have a bouncier shot, that it's going to be more predictable. But this is going to be more challenging to use. Right. So if you're shooting, I think the longer the range, the less viable this is.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And the more you'd want to go with... Uh, the thumb grip, I suppose.
1: Yeah, or the angled grip. They seem, the thumb grip and the angled grip seem similar, but it does seem like the thumb grip has an edge. Mm -hmm. I guess
0: like the the further away somebody is, the more the bounce is going to be a factor. Right. And so if we're thinking range here, I would say that thumb grip might even come. Might be number place. two. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. I, I think there's an argument for that. Okay. For sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thumb grip or half grip. It just kind of depends on whether you like predictability or uh, lowered vertical recoil.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what? I think the easiest way to sum this up is use a angle use a vertical grip for single tap if it's available. If it's not, use any other grip except for the except lightweight
1: for the lightweight grip. grip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Okay. So what I take from this overall is that I think the vertical grip is now the best grip in the game. I agree. Like, if you had to choose one grip and just forget about everything else, I would use the vertical grip. Yep. And then I think the half grip, there's an argument for it with single tapping, but it really shines in the um, full auto. Yep. Yep. Right, and then I don't know. I think the rest of the grips are just kind of meh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and and just stay away from the lightweight grip. Sounds good. All right, all right, cool. I'm sure that we'll be changing our tune on this in like three days. So
0: <laughs> we're <tweak> it
1: again. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. So uh, speaking of weapon attachments, I also did a little testing with the duck bill, mm. and basically after doing this. My impression of the duck bill is as follows, is that it makes the S12K better. Mm. So that mm-hmm. was kind of my takeaway from this weapon. Now, I what I found with testing it was that it substantially reduced the vertical uh, spread of the pellets just like it says it does, mm-hmm. and it's pretty substantial. It's like it, it turns them from being this kind of round spray to a pretty focused, like equal sign of spray,
0: right? Yeah, like a box, like a rectangle spray.
1: Yeah, and yeah. it really did seem like it was two rows of shots uh-huh. as well.
0: Yeah, from what I've been seeing, that that checks out, right? For sure. Yeah. And so I, th- I was expecting the horizontal spread to be wider. Me too. Than standard. Yeah. Are you? I'm seeing it to be about the same. It's width. about
1: the same spread as it always was. Yep. Yep. So I mean, this is a plus. It yeah. is a plus, I think for all of the shock for well, it only fits the pump in the s twelve k exactly, right. okay. so, so. I th- i my take on it is that it is better than nothing on the weapons it goes on mm-hmm. um, but having said that, I think the choke is a better attachment on the pump than the duck bill. I agree. yeah, yep. so. There might be some deeper science on this. We haven't gone all wacky Jackie on it.
0: Actually, Wacky Jackie has.
1: Okay. Yeah. So and
0: he basically
1: said what we just said. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, I pat myself on the back. <laughs> Good job, Arjuna. Yep. I cheated and looked at the video. Um, I'm glad that we have a feisty European to check our numbers, you know.
0: <laughs>
1: Where is he from, anyway? I, I don't know, but it's probably like Holland. Okay yeah or denmark maybe maybe. we'll have him
0: on we can ask him sometime yeah
1: yeah when when we get wacky jackie he's one of my dream guests it's gonna if you're listening wacky jackie yeah call us what's up guys
0: (laughs) dude that was good
1: yeah that
0: was very good maybe you can just impersonate him on our show
1: (laughs) (laughs) that 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 would get listeners still right Uh, yeah well (laughs) it would get a certain kind of listener i suppose (laughs) New
0: scopes Robin I love them I love that we have new variety mm. um, especially uh, uh, the 3x seems to be everywhere
2: mm.
0: I like it the th- the 6x of course is better uh, simply because it has th- a 3x built into it right you can zoom down to 3x and you can go all the way up to six so i love that versatility i will say that the 3x has a much bolder reticle yes on it which i like it took me a few games of getting used to it
2: because Mm
0: -hmm. i wanted to aim with the very top of the site there's kind of a basically it's a crosshair that extends downward with some lines along it Mm Mm-hmm. And I kept wanting to aim at the top of the line instead of the crosshair part mm, okay. for some reason, um, yeah. or I was tempted to, and now now I think I've got it down. But I do like the bold sight. I'm noticing that the 8X, as well as the 15 and the 6, they all have very thin crosshairs that have that very tiny dot in the middle, which is great if you're trying to pick someone off at range yeah. who's sitting still. But if you're trying to quickly visually line up a target with a moving scope it can be a little tricky to do
1: true in my opinion anyway i think people have overstated the crappiness of the 3x this is just anecdotal but it seems like popular opinion is kind of against the 3x at this point
2: Mm -hmm.
1: i a little a little bit struggle to understand because for starters i find 3x to be a really useful magnification Mm -hmm. range I always felt like the 2X was just like a bit of a weak scope. Mm-hmm. Like I just, even even after they buffed it and everything, I felt like it had a bit of a hard time justifying its existence. The
0: 2X is getting a lot of grief lately yeah, like, for some reason. And I'm, I'm going to stand by it. Man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Too he, much scope is, can be a bad thing. It can. Oftentimes. Yeah, it can. And I when I'm running around... Um, and I don't know what's coming next, if I'm going to run into someone close range or far range, which mm. is most of this game. Mm. I would rather have a 2x. I would have that over any other magnified scope
2: mm. equ- really? by
0: default. Yes. Okay. Because if someone's 200 meters away, you're not going to have to like quick shot them, yeah. typically. You yeah. have a second. You You're going to jump around for a little bit if they're shooting at you and line up a shot do what you have to do but if you come over a hill and there's someone standing right in front of you and you have a 8x or a 6x chances of you sighting them even if you're on auto fire and staying steady on that shot is really low
1: i don't i just with, with a 3x you mean with a
0: two th- yeah with yeah. anything higher power yeah. yeah um i would rather be ready with a 2x
1: i agree with everything you said i mean it, like, for example, let's say you drop it like Novo, right? Mm-hmm. Novo Repnoi, or any of the containers, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a bunch of other people dropping with you. I would much prefer to have a 2X than a 3X scope mm-hmm. in that situation mm-hmm. because it's, it, it can handle close range well enough and it can handle long range well enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's kind of like the ump of scopes, right? Yeah, yeah. And the 3X is definitely for range only, you're not really going to want to use it for anything but range. Mm-hmm. For example, if I had to have a choice between running with a red dot and a 3x versus running with a 2x, mm-hmm. I would definitely choose red dot 3x. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I feel like red dot 2x is kind of a silly combination of scopes to
0: use. I agree. Yeah, and more and more, I'm leaning toward. I usually have a long-range weapon and something I want for close-range, whether that's an AR or an SMG. Mm -hmm. And on my close-range weapon, I'm I'm always doing hollow or red dot anyway. And so the 2X is in that kind of awkward middle zone where it Mm -hmm. it can go on that close-range weapon and be kind of versatile, but it is kind of this awkward spot. The 3X, I think, is perfect for a single-tap recoil.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think it's a wonderful marriage with the M16.
0: Yes, M16.
1: Uh, it's also a solid match with any of the DMRs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the 6X, for the reasons I said before with the reticle and the magnification, I think for single tap, it's, it's kind of hard.
2: For yes. a
0: car 98 or a large sniper, 6X and 8X is the best.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But for single tap on DMR, 3X way to go yeah
1: i think like yeah i know i think a 3x is really going to be a great scope for the slr exactly
0: i think it was just made for it yeah perfect Yeah.
1: yeah so that's that's really cool now um speaking of the 6x a little bit more i actually think that this is in the running for my favorite scope currently i mean you know outside of like the red dot which you just always need one of those but as far as range scopes go I think the 6X might be my favorite right now. Mm. And I think there's two things about it is versatility is one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's very usable on a Car 98 And it's also the highest magnification that you can put on an assault rifle now. And it's very usable with an assault rifle as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think that it, it really hits that sweet spot, which I kind of feel like the 4X scope used to be trying to fill that range. Right. And as time goes on, I just like the 4X less and less. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, now that the 6X is out, I almost feel like it kind of out is the 4X just feels a bit outmoded to me.
0: Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. It's tricky, right? Because I think the... Can you put a 6X on SMGs?
1: No, I don't think you okay, can. Okay, so
0: I bet you probably can put the 4X on there still. Yeah,
1: like on an ump, you But, can. I mean, why would you? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> yeah, it, when you're the duress, maybe. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's like early game and you get a 4X and an ump. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Fine>. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and then your other gun's an Uzi. Like, okay, that Yeah. makes sense, but yeah I don't know. um I mean, really, it looks like all the scopes are great, and you should use them. Mm-hmm. and I guess what it comes down to, Arjuna, is like if you if you could pick any two optics, like what would be the two you would pick?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So at the moment for me, it's red dot six x all right, yeah,
0: I think I'm close. I think I'm with red dot. it has the new reticles, and mm-hmm. so that's the red dot with the little crosshair. I'm kind of torn between 3x and 6x, but I'd probably go with 6x because you can snipe.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can get that 3x if you need it. Yep. Right. Now, I'm glad that you mentioned the new reticle on the red dot because that's something we haven't really spoken about yet. hmm But I love that they do this, and I'm definitely with you in that I really like the reticle, which is a dot with the cross around it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's probably going to be my go-to from now on. hmm
0: I kind of yeah. want to use the others for novelty, but it's definitely my favorite.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Now, do you like it in red or do you like it in that kind of yellow green? The yellow green color? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Me too. I like it. I so don't... that that's interesting that we both prefer that configuration. Yeah. Any thoughts as to like like why do you like it?
0: I, I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like you know what? Green is the color of the future. That's okay. I <laughs> red okay. feels so like we're familiar with it it's kind of old school at this point right <laughs> like I've been playing with red dot sites and video games for ages right okay so being able to switch it to green is just kind of fun I don't know it feels it feels new
1: yeah I so one thing that I've noticed and now I'm going to dip a little bit into the hollow site territory here mm-hmm. I've just been noticing that that kind of I don't know what you want to call it it's like It's like this nuclear lime green color. Mm -hmm. I find it just is overall more visible than the red color.
0: You know that? That adds up. I know that the eyeball, it has the cones are the cells that detect colored light. Mm. And we have more cones to detect green than we do red or blue. Aha. And our eyes are more sensitive to green generally because of that. And we can detect different shades of green, finer shades of green, more than we can other colors. Okay. There's this, there's some science there, maybe.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like, yellow is just a bright color. So mm-hmm. when you have a combination of yellow and green, that sounds pretty ideal yeah. to me.
0: Yeah. I wonder how it's going to work in Savage. I could see yeah. switching to red.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: With all foliage. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah.
1: Now, it, it just... This highlights an annoyance that I had with this update... And it's a very small annoyance, but it's real in that the hollow sight is kind of it seems um, bugged to me at the moment.
0: Oh yeah, it is.
1: And okay. <laughs> I was complaining to Robin about this, and basically this was the scenarios that we were playing war mode in customs, and we were playing the overpower mode. And in that mode, it gives you the hollow sight as a default on all of your assault rifles. And what I was finding was that I so I'd land with my assault rifle and I'd have to get into combat really quickly. And the the mode that that site was in was this kind of like very faded, dark red with a thin stroke on the site And I just couldn't see that freaking reticle for shit. I just couldn't. I had such a hard time getting people lined up. Mm-hmm. And what I had to do was like I'd drop and I'd get in some gnarly fight and almost die, barely survive. And then I'd be stuck there hitting page up and page down, trying to change my hollow radical to the green one, mm-hmm. sometimes successfully and sometimes unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I remember that you were having a very similar issue, Robin. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. It would get really dim and small. Yeah. And. You just you hit your slamming page up, and nothing happens, yeah, it's a bug, yeah, so I'm sure they'll fix it in the next, yeah, patch.
1: I hope they fix it soon, yeah because it it's it's one thing in the game world, like it's not as often in the regular game where you're like, I need to pick up this site and equip it and use it right now, uh, but it still could be a problem in the early game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know and and especially if it's you know if it starts bad, that's one thing, but then if you have trouble changing it, that's really. It's really pretty rough. So anyway, let's move on to talking about the weapon handling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So a lot of changes for pretty much all the classes. But I think the most interesting are, to me are how the AR stack up versus SMGs yes. and shotguns. Yes. So and we've seen that ARs have uh, the biggest buff or nerf we've seen to them here is that their reload speed has been decreased.
1: Yes, that's mm-hmm. right.
0: And I was also noticing a th- pretty perceivable difference in the ADS between ARs and SMGs. Mm, and yes, sure that's that that right. Subjective. I really should be more scrupulous about how I look at that, but I I, I know that when I was com- switching between them and ADSing, the ump felt like instantaneous ADS almost. It yeah. was extremely fast yeah. and with an AR, it just took a second, you know, right. to get it up.
1: It's yeah, when Robin showed me, it was just very noticeable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, okay. So that's one thing. Um AM, SMGs just feel more responsive. They're faster to reload. And we've also seen a big stability hike mm. with them, which I'm super stoked about. Uh especially with the Tommy gun is very notable. Yes. The, yes it's a super usable gun now yeah it's like i i used to get so frustrated with it it was down there with my least favorite weapons mm. it was like s12k and tommy gun oh no we're at the bottom of my shit list yeah with the revolver <laughs> like just not like i would almost rather not pick them up
1: it's it's they're like the weapons that your shit list shit on right? yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs>
0: but i've been using the tommy gun lately and i fucking love that thing mm. um it's tricky because i i love using it i also like using the uzi but it's really hard to hold on to them when i come across an ump or especially a vector Mm. um the vector is insanely stable yeah and it's got the highest damage per second of any of that whole class yeah so it definitely shines for close range I, i i often debate whether I should have an SMG or an AR, actually. Mm. Um, it, it's like, if I if I have a choice between a Vector and, um, let's say, an M16, I'm probably going to go with the Vector, but I don't really like the M16 anymore. So,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I definitely agree. The Vector has really risen in my estimation. Mm-hmm. I think that that gun just basically keeps getting better. Mm-hmm i think really the only strike against it is the mag size
0: yes you have to have extended yeah um i would in solos not as crucial but in squads oh i would yep. i would feel nervous walking into a squad battle with a vector even with an extended mag
3: yeah
1: so, it's true
0: um if it's a quick draw extended you're gonna have that fast reload though
1: right super exactly fast. so yep so and it downs people insanely fast. It's, it's Dude, so fast.
0: We were doing war games with yeah. this thing the other day. Yeah. And I walked into a room, and there was two people eight feet apart. And I started my spray on one of them. And halfway through the spray, I didn't even let go of the trigger. I switched to, over to the other and downed both of them. Yeah, <laughs> It was insane. Yeah. So it's still... If you land the shots, it takes people down. Even with, and that's the default magazine was the small one there with only right. it's thirteen, right?
1: Wow, you you down two people with those thirteen bullets? Yeah. Wow, man! It was
0: it definitely dropped my jaw too. I, they must have been weak, but yeah, I'm not sure.
1: That's that's mm-hmm. impressive, any way you cut it. Yep, yep.
0: That's one of my favorite clips, <laughs> but it can it shreds.
1: Yeah, awesome. Yep, yeah. Now. So speaking of the assault rifles, I've definitely noticed an increase in the recoil. Like just before I was playing this actually, I was uh, I was on Sandhawk and I had an M4 and I got a couple M4 kills and I noticed it was noticeably worse in handling than it had been before. The M4 was? Yes.
2: Oh. Yeah,
1: it was. Okay. And that was even I I had a red dot and I had a vertical foregrip okay. on it okay and it was still harder to control okay so it's of course it's totally anecdotal mm-hmm. but i i just i had that kind of visceral reaction of like oh this weapon's harder now mm-hmm. so yeah people have been making a big deal about the ak and how it performs better now do you have any thoughts on that
0: i really like the ak right now okay i would take it over any other ar except the m4
1: really yeah Really?
0: Yes. Because the damage output is higher Mm. and the recoil is a lot more consistent than it Mm. used to be.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, So it's mostly vertical recoil now instead of that horizontal bounce, Yeah, which is just huge. Like you can really just center this thing on people. Um, I love it. Yeah. And it's got that that impact power too. It just feels beefy. You feel confident with it. I still struggle a little bit with the recoil, but... I think I might just make it my default AR for a while and see if I can get really used to that recoil. But right. I, I still think at the end of the day, the M4 is better. Yeah, but it's a it's a good contender.
1: Well, and it is important to just note that reload time is oh, lower right. on the AK now. That's right. So. The reload time is only 10% slower than it used to be on the AK, but mm-hmm. it's 30% slower on all of the five mil rifles. Right. So that's that's a key difference. I just I feel like the AK is finally joining its brethren where it should have been all along in the SMG category.
0: In the AR category.
1: But well it's so it's it's an assault rifle, but it feels like an SMG. The AK? Yeah. What do you mean? I just mean that I feel like the AK in the past was like a good, it was definitely a better close range weapon, Mm -hmm. and it could hit at range, but it really shone in that kind of SMG category. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's kind of realizing its potential in that arena. In the SMG arena? In the SMG arena, That's how I'm thinking about it So basically,
0: you're saying it's the best SMG in the game.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of how I've been treating the AK lately. And when I think about it that way, I like it more.
0: You know, it's funny, man. I was listening to a radio show. I think it was on NPR. It was about the Kalashnikov, which this rifle is. Oh, yeah. And it actually is technically classified as an SMG
1: really yes
0: um i I don't think anyone would acknowledge that today typically but when it was first designed it fell into an smg category and i can't remember the the technicalities as to why yeah but there it does have to do with something about its body size yeah so
1: i rest my case
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you first said that i was like oh shit he knows the kalashnikov history and then you (laughs) just came up with this bullshit about it it's handling (laughs) I'm just, I'm
1: just further vindicated I, by smart Europeans today. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I definitely don't feel like it. Doesn't feel like an SMG to me. Mm. Um, th- one of the main things I think of when I hold an SMG is there's a couple things: the way that it handles in terms of the ADS, and mm. also the way that. The gun interacts with the environment and i'm yeah. thinking in particular about the tucking of the weapon when you stand close
1: to things right
0: so the, the AK, of course is in the ar class for length and yeah and it's gonna end up tucking if you're hugging corners and things like that inside right.
1: so and we'll we'll talk more about that in an upcoming episode because that's a really interesting topic of conversation yeah, yeah. I'm
0: save that one but it's an ar man <laughs> jeez yes yes all right all right Ooh, shoddies yeah they're better are they yeah they're the. if i remember right, the spreads a little tighter they mm-hmm. do more damage to limbs than they used to the pump action and the double barrel both got nerfed a tiny bit in terms of their damage mm. um by one point per mm-hmm. pellet but i th- i think the extra damage to limbs more than compensates for that because you're usually hitting a couple of limbs anyway right so from the footage I've seen and the little bit I've used them I like them a lot the sawed off has a tighter spread and you can put a choke on it that thing's awesome
1: hmm okay shots are great that's good to know I'm mm-hmm. I'm like still a shotgun skeptic I still never use them but yeah. they're great <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's an official endorsement <laughs> that. from yeah. winner winner yep yep
0: you know where they do shine hmm I think car to car battles
1: mm, which we don't okay. see enough of okay
0: okay I th- All right. Yeah.
1: I, I could see you that. You don't
0: have to aim as much.
1: And this is where the duckbill really shines. Oh
0: dude. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, you know, for for any of those kind of tight horizontal aimings with a shotgun, that's uh, where you want that duckbill. You know bill. What?
0: this is what we need to be using custom servers for.
1: Yeah.
0: I wish we had a way to force people into cars. But yeah. um let's try to do we'll just tell everybody like stay in your car. <laughs>
1: no yeah we'll, and, we'll like,
0: just drive around and do just do shotguns
1: we'll just have crazy fast circles and they'll have to Mm-hmm. yeah the circle will never stop people
0: mm. do you like <laughs> a, lo- a long looting period at the beginning yeah exactly like really fast circles
1: and then it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you literally will just ride into the center of the circle and crash together and Someone will survive.
0: And if that that first circle circle we do is really small, then we'll funnel people right away. This will be great. All right. All right. All right. Done. Plan.
1: Speaking of custom modes, uh, they've added a few new war modes, which is really fun. And we tried both of these the other day when we did our custom server, which was really fun, by Mm -hmm. the way. And one of them is called Overpower, and that's actually the special event that they did, this last special event where it's a war mode and you all spawn with crate weapons Mm -hmm. that was just a good time
0: i need to try that again i got destroyed that game (laughs) (laughs) that was in a terrible mood i was doing really badly oh no yeah but um i definitely want to try it again it was pretty
1: cool I, I had a lot of fun in that game. I actually, it sounds to me, Robin, like some of the only kills you got that game were squad wiping my squad. So there you go. <laughs> I think you're right.
0: Yeah. I like landed on a roof and took everyone out with an LMG.
1: Yeah, you'd kill like at like least like three of us. My one moment.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that was a good time. Now, bomb mode, I'm still hearing the ringing in my ears from <laughs> doing bomb mode. So basically, you drop with 19 grenades and you go to town. Mm hmm little pro tip on bomb mode is you pick up a lot of your kills by killing down players with your pan
0: Mm.
2: yep Mm -hmm. pro tip
0: Mm -hmm. i definitely stuck with grenades for the first half Mm -hmm. and wasn't getting a lot of kills
3: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and once i switched to my pan i was getting a lot more yeah Um, i think there's a couple reasons the pan you can move more quickly with it if you're holding and, and cooking a grenade or even just the, anim- the default animation, even if you don't cook it, is pretty slow, and you move slow while you're doing it. Yeah. So you're kind of a sitting duck, but just running around and panning people, I got tons of kills like that.
1: Yeah, we, you and I actually had, like, a pan face-off on a roof. Yep. <laughs> I think we, we, like, we traded kills a couple of times. Uh-huh. It was a good time.
0: Yeah, I kept landing up there. It was yeah. great. Join us next week. I think we're doing a different schedule because they keep doing maintenance on Wednesday nights and messing up our customs.
1: I know, They're just just fucking it up. They're fucking
0: it up, man. So next week, um, it looks like we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, starting at 6 p.m. Pacific time.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Great. So put that down in your calendars, people. Uh, We're getting a huge turnout. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. We're getting, at any given, we've peaked out around 25, 27 players the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, we had a war mode that was pretty much all just winner-winner people. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So. Join that. Bring your friends. I still want us to fill up a whole battle royale with just our server. Yeah. So, don't feel like like don't feel bad for inviting your friends. I know some people are like, "Oh, I'm so glad you let me bring my friends." Talking to you, Pronix, it's like, of course, bring your friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs> bring your <laughs> friends <let> me... <laughs> and their friends and their moms. Yes. Just yes. bring them all, especially the moms. Yeah. We need more moms on this stream. Damn yes. it. <laughs> so. Okay. Yep looks like we have a challenge mode this week robin what's it gonna be oh right
0: all right i put this in probably when i was high on coffee for days ago. <laughs> okay grenades only so I, I actually tried to find examples of people doing this and i found this british guy who did it but he was he had this weird style where he only used frag grenades which hmm. is not at all what i was thinking hmm. what i was thinking was Definitely use frags, obviously, because that's how you're going to get the kills. But the one of the funnest parts for me is using smokes and flashbangs to be tactical.
2: Because
0: mm. if you can't shoot people, you have to get around.
2: You yeah. have to get
0: close enough for grenade range. And having a bunch of smokes on hand and disabling people with flashes is like, essential. So mm. now, I think he made this back when the smokes were pretty iffy in terms of how they behaved and intermittent and the flashbangs i don't remember how good they were back then but i like this idea a lot i don't think war mode is going to count or the the war mode with grint bombs is going to count for this challenge mm-hmm. obviously but uh i like the idea i hope um people want to squad up with me and try it out and i don't think it's going to go particularly well as as challenges generally don't yeah <laughs> but i still think it sounds really fun
1: I think the hardest thing about this mode is just going to be finding enough nades. Mm. Mm Mmm. You know?
0: That's true. Yeah. You know, most of the grenades I get come from dead people. Yeah. So.
1: I think maybe a good way to approach, you could kind of half game this mode where you can try to, like, get your kill using all of your nades first, and then if you don't, you can, you know, whip out your whatever weapon. Mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. like a you know we'll throw you a bone we'll give you an out
2: mm-hmm.
0: wait so they can just use their usual weapon oh if they run out of grenades
1: yeah okay. yeah when you run out of grenades okay yeah
0: all right, how about you... grenades and pistols pistols your backup
1: <laughs> okay yeah all right grenades and pistols mm-hmm. go to it people
2: mm-hmm. that's it
1: all right well that's gonna do it for this week and thanks so much for joining us again as always Basically, we want to hang out with you guys. So we're pretty sociable people. Please come and join our Discord. You can find the link to our Discord in the show notes. It'll give you access to things like our custom games. And it's also, you know, if you can't play custom games because maybe you're on Xbox, it also gives you access to just hang out with us. And you can even watch one of our streamers stream and still, you know, hang out with us and chat and stuff like that. So, that's just one of the many things you can do in our Discord. But we also have a thriving Xbox community in there, and we also have an Xbox club. So, if you're searching through the clubs on the Xbox and you search for Winner Winner, you will find us there. So, please join our club. It's run by the venerable Stop Collaborate and also Heinze 06, aka Backdraft. So, both of those guys are very welcoming, and the whole club as a whole is very welcoming. So, Please join us there as well. And, you know, we even have a little mobile contingent. So if you play on mobile and you want to talk shop or play with other mobile players, you can do that too. All of this by joining our Discord. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's the Discord spiel. Also, if you feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can go ahead and do that. We have the link in the show notes. And that will give you access to asking a Patreon question of the week as far as undisclosed future prizes and rewards as we think them up. And you can email us at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. And where can you find the music that plays at the beginning and end of the show, Robin?
2: That's also in
0: the show notes. We have a link to the Facebook page of the Gazelles, who are kind enough to let us use their great music for our intro and our outro.
1: Yep. So love those guys. Go and find their stuff. Alright, well that's all for me and have a good week. Yep, yeah, see you guys next week.